You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Uh, I got too scared and didn't make a quirky little introduction. And welcome to Podcast PXN episode 183. I am one of your hosts, the perennial dating app swiper from Portland, Oregon, Christian Macias, who's not allowed to get horny. And I'm joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan and PXN founder, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's can we re- you want to redo that one you want to do something else a- say say literally anything else it's a me oh there you go yeah thank you sure and the president of the tifa lockhart fan club he is oh my god oh I'll, and then oh? <laughs> it's the nintendo aficionado and artist extraordinaire at roro hello i am allowed to get horny <laughs> True. Yeah. Well. True. No, no, no. Rashan's allowed. Don't take this away from me. I'm the, the I'm the president of the Tifa Lockhart Association. I, it's kind of my thing. Sometimes you gotta I, get your hands dirty. No, well, not me. I had something to say about, about a certain president, but I'll say that after. And one half oh. of the Men in Gitch podcast, but Battlefield's a bad boy. The Tarkov Teletubby himself. Yeah. Gage Dempster. That's me. <laughs> nice <laughs> nice hey speak, speaking of presidents it's been two days what's up with uh is 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 donald trump gonna get uh, arrested soon no what's going, what's going on with that thought there was gonna oh, be yeah. protests in the streets yesterday but i guess not because he didn't get arrested yeah arrest that man the, this is the only time i've been okay with ai art yeah <laughs> oh my god that was amazing <laughs> yeah Anyway, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and also on twitch.tv slash Podcast PXN. We've got two housekeeping items for you. The first is, hello, happy spring. You've made it. It's no longer winter. It may still be cold this week where you're at. However, uh time to clean up a little bit also remember to drink water also if you have to take allergy medication for whatever reason now is the time to stock up you gotta do it you also be sneezing that's no bueno not you on behalf of everyone in canada i'd like to say that saying saying preposterous things like winter's over now is kind of silly yeah we have snow this week as well in our area so we'll have snow for the next month (laughs) it is spring though supposed to be 68 tomorrow here Oh my god, one degree you, off. Yeah, I wish. Mm. Sorry, I was drinking my protein shake. Our second bit of housekeeping news is some very sad news. This happened earlier this week. Uh, actor Lance Reddick has, has passed away unexpectedly. Very tragic news. Of course, uh, in the games world, we know him uh, famously as uh, I'm forgetting his character's name in, in Horizon, but also mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, Zavala, yep, mm-hmm. Z- Zavala in uh, in Destiny, players have been um, hanging around Zavala's little place in the tower and paying their respects by chilling around him, which is very lovely. And also, Lance was uh, reportedly playing Destiny the night before he passed away, so he really, really was uh, in the Destiny community. Loved that community, so very sad his passing. Absolutely, that's uh, obviously we know him from The Wire and. Uh... John Wick as well, Wick. but yeah, my touchstone for for Lance is definitely Destiny for sure. Like that's uh, kind of where I got to know 
his uh, him better. Obviously, it's a platonic relationship. So I don't I don't know him, <laughs> um, obviously. But from what he's shared with us publicly, he seemed like a really stand up guy. And it's it sucks with uh, Destiny almost ending like this era of Destiny ending that he won't be there to to see it to the end. So that's that's another kick mm-hmm. in the nuts. But yeah, that's a, another legend lost too soon for sure. So rest absolutely. in peace, Lance Reddick. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't watch the wire. <laughs> watch the wire. Watch the wire. Also. Respect to this man for not only being a badass, a hard worker, one of John Wick or Tom Wick's, one of Keanu's favorites, you know, uh, but also for being a real one whose favorite word in the world is titty. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's a good word. Yeah. Actually, okay. w- before you move on, one uh, story that I just remembered that I thought was really cool. Keanu was looking for him, I think, on set of John Wick 4 or something. There was some story like that, and like it was his off day, I think, and he was with his girlfriend. I could tell you. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so uh, the day of Keanu's birthday, he was hanging out with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend was like, what do you want to do right now? And this was like towards the end. He's like, I want to go see Lance. And it was, just, it was an off day, and so they just went to go hang out with Lance, and he got to meet Keanu's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Damn. Oh, I'm going to miss this man when I go see John Wick. I have another story, but it's not as touching as that one. But uh, there's, in Destiny, like there's a, there was a recent character death. I won't say who it was. Um, but Zavala attends the funeral in the game. Like, it happened this week. And just seeing Zavala, like, kneeling next to a, uh, a, a casket was like, God mm. damn it. Why? <laughs> Why now? Mm. The timing of this is just so tragic. But yeah, that, was, that also hit hard this week when I did the story mission. Like God, too soon, too soon, too soon indeed. There's no right way to transition, so <laughs> here we go. Uh, the topic of the show this week, folks, is Redfall, game of the year contender. But first, the show always starts with the quick bites. So go ahead and jump right in. All right, I jumped. Jumped. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Criterion leads from the Need for Speed Unbound game have left to form a new studio called Fuse Games. They are now working on a new AAA game. I, like, I do like the, uh, the logo. The, the font on Fuse is, is pretty cool. Reminds me of like Wipeout or something. Yeah. Cool logo. I'm excited to see all these new studios' games when they finally come out. We've got That's No Moon. There's mm-hmm. a couple of other ones that I'm forgetting the name of. But yeah, a lot of uh, new studios forming. Maybe we can make this a... Uh... A top a tots one week but i i am becoming very optimistic about the idea of gamers leading game studios and having final say we all were skeptical and again regardless of who he is as a person but dr disrespect's game is shaping up to be really really good it's getting a lot of positive buzz i don't know i've heard nothing but good things and it's only been a year in development the problem but because it- we're I don't know. I'm just saying. I like. I like the idea of all these proven studio leads leaving these giant companies to go start their own thing with their own sort of motto and their own principles and whatnot. So I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for the future there was, of stuff like this. Wasn't there another one this week as well with like a streamer like Shroud teaming up yes. with somebody else? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. There's a lot of those popping up to Gage's uh, point. And that one, row, I think I'm far more optimistic for than. Dr. Disrespects because the Dr. Disrespect situation is openly an NFT based yes, game. Yes. So 
to be excited for it i don't know about that for me but uh because that other studio you're referring to ro i believe they confirmed that there's no there's not gonna have like microtransactions and that kind of stuff i think unless i'm confusing that with a different story um but yeah that that story had me optimistic though uh the two studios that i'm really excited about is uh, haven studios just because i think that's a big like Mm. question mark but again their their concept art has been pretty sick uh but bruce straley's uh studio wildfly interactive um i think their like mission statement of a studio is uh at the heart of what both gage and, and roe were saying about like just leaving the mainstream and going off to do their own thing and making cool games so yeah. that's what we like to see oh yeah i bet moving on yuhei yoshida to receive the highest accolade available at the baftas the BAFTA Fellowship. Uh, this is for Outstanding Achievement in the Arts. Some other recipients of this award are Alfred Hitchcock, Charlie Chaplin, Steven Spielberg, Stanley Kubrick, and Martin Scorsese. Yoshida joining the ranks of some highly acclaimed people. Swag. Very cool. Shout out to Yoshida. Hell yeah. Well done. Yes. Well, well done, done indeed. Indeed. You're smiling. We we both said it at the same time. Yeah. Should we kiss on it or? <laughs> yes. Uh. Anyway, uh, speaking of developers leaving, three former Blizzard leads form their own new AAA studio, Magic Soup Games, and I think this logo is also very cute. Very adorable. You, you, you started that AAA games again. You started that with speaking of more people leaving three, four, and I was like, three, four, three again. Are we getting into this? No, three, former. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, no. again. <laughs> Man, this logo, we're eating soup out of this uh, character's head. Gotta it's a great logo. Get it? Because he's got eyes and a mouth. So <laughs> I love head. Uh, moving on. Europe, re, European regulator delays decision on Microsoft ABK acquisition from April 25th to May 22nd. So just a little bit under a month. Microsoft submitted remedies of which are not public. So we don't know what exactly it was. But of course, Microsoft is making promises and making uh, goodwill gestures lately in the public by extending um, the Call of Duty deals uh, on, on various consoles. So Whatever it was on the on the back end here, uh, they are trying to do whatever they can to make sure this deal does in fact go through. Good. Good. I want to just end. Yeah. I, yes, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I have nothing to add. Yeah. Go through or don't at this point. I don't care. Go through or don't. <laughs> just let it end. Yeah. You're a release me parasite, but do not waste my time with talk. That should be Jim Ryan's next quote. That's arbitrary. What? No. no, that should oh, be from, that, from the from better game, Halo 2? <laughs> yes. Oh, he knows. He that's, knows. Well, that's weird, Christian, because we, uh, me, you, and Ro all voted no, on I the don't. best 2000s game, which ended up being uh, Halo 3, not Halo 2. It doesn't count because Gage wasn't there, so we have to redo everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's cemented in history now. Speaking of cement, I don't know. Uh, new... <laughs> PlayStation patent explores I can't believe I have to finish this line. Uh, explores NFT and blockchain tech in games. Uh, well, I think I spelled something wrong here. Converse? I, I, spelled, I did something wrong here. Uh, you're able to trade 
uh, with uh, cross platforms. So PS5, PS4 games can trade their little unique whatevers. Uh, Jim Ryan's PlayStation, not one I want to be a part of. If this is true, if they move forward with this, not a fan. I, I, I haven't checked PlayStation Stars in a while, but sometimes I pop in and look at the the things that we have to do to get the little trophies. And like, why would I? Why would I? Why would I go out of my way to do, to do this? But uh, I guess they seem. Are you to... still looking at those? Yeah, I mean, sometimes I open You're up the PlayStation nuts. app every now and every now and again, and I I, I take Gander, but <laughs> I'm not going out of my way to like complete them anymore. You're sure. probably the only one checking this. <laughs> Well, I'm opening the app, you know, like I, I, so it's, it's there. You know what? That's, that's actually fair, Ro, because uh, when Microsoft did uh, Microsoft Rewards or whatever, whatever it was called on the Xbox 360, you could unlock things for your avatar and stuff. I used to literally go look for stuff like that to unlock achievements to get those special things. So that's fair. Like if they did, like, give me an, uh, an avatar, maybe I'll do it. But like these little, I don't I even know if I would do that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they would have to do. Jim Ryan seems to be investing in it, but yeah. I mean, like Switch does like the little rewards thing where you can use yeah. the, the coins to mm. buy little avatars or little borders or whatever. That's cute, you know? It's so cute. So Stop, dude. <laughs> uh, moving on. Sonic Frontiers' first free DLC, Sights, Sounds, and Speed, the drug. I'm kidding. Uh, running. Uh, are, is coming this week. So. Uh, Row. Yes. I'm gonna jump back into Sonic. Oh yeah, it comes out today. It actually came out 20 minutes ago. It came out uh, at eight o'clock. Wow. Today. wow. So I'm definitely wow. gonna. I'll be hopefully pop into it after we're done. It's uh, they yeah. added a, a jukebox update photo mode, which is pretty self-explanatory. The jukebox thing is just being able to play music wherever you are in the world, and it's not just limited to Sonic Frontiers music. It's like old bangers as well, which is pretty cool. And then there's like a boss rush mode, time trial stuff, and Seems really cool. So I, I'm interested to jump back into it. Mm. You're going to pop some speed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you ever think about how they won't confirm if Michael Jackson did music for Sonic 3 or not? Like, just nope. They won't say <laughs> if it's true. I think it is. That means it's true, usually. Yeah, I think it's true as well. No one else is true. Respawn opened a third studio to work on Apex Legends. Uh, the game director believes the franchise will be around for 10. 15 years or more, to which I say, what about Titanfall? <laughs> What's going on there? Why don't you have a new studio to work on Titanfall? Mm. Please. That would be nice. Do mm. they say specifically like it's for the ongoing content or like could this possibly be single player content for Apex that would be like in the vein of Titanfall? If we get a single player Apex Legends game before we get the next Titanfall game, I'm going to burn a building down. Well, I don't know which one. But, but I'm going to burn a building down. It, it takes place in the same universe, so it, it, I don't care. It'd be possible <laughs> if you're not going inside a robots. It's not the same. Maybe, I want to be inside of will. robots. Works. <laughs> robots is fine. Remember how cool those campaign missions were too. Do you remember how that was one of the best first person campaign ever created? Yeah, that was cool. That was a good one. Damn. Damn. Act and cause <laughs> is like one of the greatest missions that's ever been made. That, yeah. that mission is yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Bella Ramsey, Belly, expects The Last of Us Season 2 to oh. air either in late 2024 or early 2025. 
Why is this news? Exactly. I thought we don't. I thought we don't listen to actors. Oh, oh, oh uh, so much! You guys shared uh, this into the group chat. You shared this in the group chat. <laughs> also, also, are you on a are you on a like custom name basis with Bell Ramsey? Call yeah. us That's Belly. Pedro Pulser. That's uh, what Pedro okay. calls her. Yeah, but Christian's not paid, really. You know, calls True. them Pelly. True. True. <laughs> so as long as we're the same, never mind. That's a good oh, guy, but that nobody nobody else knows about this. So if if I had said this in like in a prior show, it would have been really good. Also, it's in the street, me man. Just look down. Just look down. <laughs> Do you think that sounds about right, though? Late twenty twenty four, early twenty. Yeah, which is exactly yes. what we were saying last episode as well. Yeah, yeah to be I'm excited. I think I'm not gonna watch. You're anyway, not. You're so full of it. We don't need to do. You're so, so full of it. Hold on. You say this with every movie that comes out, and then you're like, mm, "My friends are dragging me to it." I'm like, "Yeah, your friends are dragging I've, you." I've already said that I'm not watching any more Marvel movies after Guardians. I think I'm not going to watch The Last of Us season two. Sure. Okay. Whatever. I mean, this, <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Why don't you believe this? All right. So, oh. uh, CD Project takes uh, the Witcher spinoff, Project Sirius, back to the drawing board, reevaluating re the scope and commercial potential of the game, losing around $7 million US dollars uh, in the process. Mm. Nice, 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 nice. That's a lot of moolah. Which I'm guessing uh, the dev yeah. team will have to make up for it by getting it out on time. So <laughs> <laughs> We're starting mm. over, but please still make the, the projected release date that we had in mind. Crunch, yeah. crunch, crunch. That'd be brutal uh, if that's the case. Yeah, that would <laughs> suck. But um, yeah, it, um, again, a delay is usually a, a good sign for most most cases in game development. But yeah. at the same time, it's kind of sad that they had to start over whatever they already had. Remind me, which this project is, is this? Serious. Like, which one was that, though? Was it... There's Project it's... Molasses, there's Project Serious, and then there's Project... There's Project Silly? And there's Project Sirius. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 don't know. <laughs> I also don't know which one this is. I'm pretty it's sure this was the, I think the from the headlines, game. this was the co-op one. I think this is the co-op one that they rebooted. Okay. If I remember correctly. Because right, yeah. there's the next I mean, main line, then there's Project Molasses or something like that, and then there's this one. One of them is a single-player offshoot, and I think one of them is supposed to be a co-op multiplayer game. On top of the regular next line inline entry that's happening, I don't know. Google has no answers on this. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is there was there actually Project Molasses? I'm seeing something about the Molasses Flood. Project, is that what Europe? it's called? Project Ooh. Serious was the multiplayer one. Okay. It's not Molasses. It's called like Malang or something like. That. There is there's a there's an M Project M something. I'm just saying Molasses to be an idiot, but. The, no, the molasses. molasses it was in the article. It was in the article. The molasses, is that molasses? The molasses it's, flood it's not, is the developer. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. PVE co-op. <laughs> PVE co-op. This is why we don't announce project names so that it doesn't get silly. You just wait until you have something to call it, and then you call it that. Yeah. So yeah I saw nice somebody getting snippy on Twitter because I guess I guess uh, Neil Druckmann corrected Greg that it's not called Factions Two, oh. and I was like. Okay, but we can call it factions too for the simplicity's sake. If Neil wants us to call it something else, he can give us a name. All right. Right. Yeah. Same thing with all these project names. Like it's I don't know which one's which because they're all projects. I have something funny that tells you so much about my character. 
Um, back when people were calling Tears of the Kingdom Breath of the Wild 2, mm-hmm. I was that asshole on the internet who was like, oh my god. Oh my god. Someone's breaking oh, in. Is someone breaking in the cage's house? <laughs> Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> no, something must have fallen, right? He, I think so. Maybe one cats? of the cats. He does have cats, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Maybe true. Post it. Yeah. Maybe they, they, they knock something down. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> or just beat him, that, bite up that guy really hard. Oh. Hello? No uh, home invader. You, you're, you're, oh, there you're, we go. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, no, Rose right. Fucking cats, dude. <laughs> wow, that's scary. He threw his food container. I keep like in like almost like a pelican case looking thing, and he just threw it across the floor. I was like, okay, I guess you want food. <laughs> Literally, army of thieves happening behind me. But anyways, what was Sorry, your head? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no was, right way to get oh, jump back. Yeah, yeah. I heard I heard you say somebody's breaking. <laughs> I was like, at first, I was like, what's going on? Right. There's there, there's no right way to jump back into the story, but I was no, on the tail end not. of it. Um, when people were calling it Breath of the Wild 2, I'm the asshole online that would like refer to the game as the sequel to Breath of the Wild because I knew it wouldn't be called Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, it's Am not the Last of Us you 2. Are. It's The Last of Us Part 2. I do do that. Do do. You're so fun at parties. You're so fun at parties. I am. I am actually oh fun at parties. God. Okay. I'm funny and I'm charming. And oh, I'm did you flirt. mean? Did you mean part two? Oh, oh, yeah. So we're talking about part two. Okay. Do you make sure I would. About I would never correct someone <laughs> IRL. I would never correct someone. Anyway, uh, I gotta get through the rest of this quick bites. Uh, EA announces plans to delist Mirror's Edge, Battlefield 1943. Battlefield Bad Company 1 and Bad Company 2 from their digital storefronts. Then in an update, uh, in a, in a, uh, this announced that listing Mirror's Edge in the announcement was an error, which I don't fully buy. I think they could no. probably just backtracked on that. Um, very weird to, like, I don't know, man. Like, Bad, Bad Company 2, even if like you're going to remove online services from it, which is, which is fair, it's an old game, why not still keep it up on storefronts to play like what I think is a great campaign? I don't understand what the what the point of doing that is or removing well, it in the first place. Mm-mm. Keeping it up on storefronts, I'm sure even if it's little, there's some cost to it and they're not making money from this game anymore. So in the eyes of the shareholders, the precious shareholders, it's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you know, this is art and uh, it's not yeah. that, it shouldn't be that cut and dry. The, f- the first I- bad company was one of my favorite Battlefield stories. Ugh. First Bad Company was great. That was a yeah. good time. I would do anything for Battle Bad Company 2, just a remaster, so I can mm. jump in back into Vietnam with the lads. Right. God. Anyway, piracy is okay sometimes, folks. <laughs> uh, some final news. The, the third installment to Little Nightmares was teased today by Tar- Tarzier Studios. In a tweet, they said, New World, emphasis on new. So they, it is the same developer, but it's apparently not Little Nightmares Three. It's a tease for their new oh new game. Gotcha. Um, Thank you, bro. Yeah. So they're going outside of Little Nightmares. It might still be a horror game, but I was gonna uh, say kind yeah. of because from that poster, it looks yeah. like they're still kind of playing up the whole scale thing because it's a tiny boat with this massive cliff in front of it. 
Yeah. So it's like right. new thing, but if you look, if you look closely, it looks like it's a massive cliff in the background. And I'm like, oh, so this is a really tiny boat. So I guess it's new, but also kind of keeping that same vibe. Maybe the cliff is just that big. True. Very true. That's what Sometimes cliffs do be big. Final quick bite. Today, I'm bringing you the dub of the day. Albert Martin. Oh, sorry. Uh, Martin. He's, uh, he's from Spain, so I should pronounce his last name right. Martin. Uh, from the RE4 HD project, who spent eight years working on the mod announces that he's been hired as a game developer at a studio specializing in retro remasters. Congrats to Albert, because that HD project was awesome, so cool to see just a, you know, someone make it. Right. This this did, in fact, turn out to be a W, but I'm going to protest that uh, Christian doesn't have the right to declare things Ws on behalf of Podcast PXN before we all discuss it. So while this did turn out to be a W, you <laughs> jumped the gun a job. A Trump got a job. Trump got a job in 2016. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Regrettably, yeah. Unfortunately, he didn't get that job. (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let's fight. Let's fight. Let's get into the street meat. Let's fight. Y'all hungry? Let's go crack open a beer and enjoy some street meat. We got one item here: a rumor in a now deleted tweet. The Venom voice actor in Spider-Man Two. Tony Todd claims that the game will release in September with a massive ad campaign coming in August. To which I said, to which I said, I don't believe voice actors. To which then uh, Gay as Daniel said, I believe it's feasible or something like that. And Gage was like, I'm gonna thumbs up, react to you. And I thumbs thumbs down, react to you. That's the other. Thank you. You were saying um, this, I, is a, this is a hundred percent. This is I, I believe this a hundred percent. This is such an honest slip up, especially his especially his response tweet in which he was like, "Oh, sorry, jet lag. Pretend I didn't say anything." Like this is totally true. This this line this lines up so well. They've got Starfield coming out in September. This is good. They're gonna want their big push. That yeah, I believe this hundred percent. percent. The first game came out in September, so it's definitely yep. a time frame there. So what? Oh, I'm, I'm so just, what that it fitted if it's a good time frame for what they're releasing they don't have to go up against call of duty not to say it wouldn't do well against you know other games that are not in the same mm. genre september but, is the perfect time for a single player game yeah and also they like i mean you said you mentioned starfield that's literally going direct competitor against microsoft they've uh, not not in terms of what the game is but like you've got a big tentpole game for xbox big tentpole game for playstation i wasn't laughing at you i made a joke in my oh, head okay. that i was <laughs> deciding whether or not i should say um i don't mm. think i will okay. oh i know what you're yeah tent, yeah you don't you don't know you don't know pitching it no we know or... <laughs> i'll say it off air um i don't know my thing is like even if it were true like at the end of the day who's to say you know sony sie is like reevaluating timelines and then shifts it because it, it works better like it may not actually happen and we're Here's... still we're, we're, uh-huh no go ahead i don't know i, I don't know I, I i i need to see some kind of ad campaign happen sooner than the month before for a big triple a game like this like a right. ps5 a ps5 only game what i would call probably even a system seller you gotta have more uh, lead up than just like a couple weeks 
but that's what we're used to. Could this could this not be again this new era of Jim Ryan that we're finally starting to see? Is he not looking at things like say in video okay. games? It's very well documented. I agree. It's very well documented in video games that like almost half of the budget of big games is, is marketing. Is Jim Ryan not mm. kind of coming in and being like, do we really need uh, six months of advertising for Spider-Man or are people just going to buy it? Or like if they mm. do have some sort of big showcase in uh, April, May, June, whenever I, people are, people are saying all sorts of things. If they have you their huge showcase, yes. And they have their, finally their big thing. And they, and people see all these trailers, that's free hype right there because people are going to rewatch and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch the trailers. And then that moves right into August. Like that, this all lines up for me. And my only question to you is mm. that: Do you have any sort of evidence to suggest that this isn't true, or are you being a hater boy? Oh, I'm being a hater boy. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, like... what is what does the Venom voice actor know? You know what I mean? What do you mean? <laughs> he's he's Tony Todd has been around forever, and I can totally see right. somebody who works on this game that's in a department totally different from that. Saying like, oh, I'm gonna go talk to Tony Todd, and maybe I'll tell him a little, little tidbit. Like, oh, it's coming out then. And then this guy gets off of his plane, like he said, he's jet lagged. Somebody tweets at him, and he's like, yeah, yeah September should be. <laughs> especially if it's, especially if it's classically uh, film right. actors that are just getting into the video game space, they don't know how serious people take this shit. Here's the thing, and this is to you, to your credit, is uh, what's his name from The Walking Dead, Norman Reedus accidentally yeah. leaked did the same thing on twitter saying yes. i'm working on death stranding too and then yeah. and, and then of true. course it, it was true yeah. uh goofy, goofy from kingdom hearts say, goofy, goofy. <laughs> it's coming oh, this year and then in, <laughs> it, it didn't though he was it he was the wrong one <laughs> my god right. i i this, hope it's yeah i would say this is probably more credible than not credible i agree I'm excited. Yeah. I, I I agree with what Gage was saying. Like, I think we're just used to the the whole mm. months ahead lead up that they don't necessarily really need to do anymore, especially with how big uh, PlayStation is right now. Um, and has worked with other games in the past, smaller games in the past. So a title like Spider-Man should be totally fine to just do something like this uh, a month ahead of its release. But um, yeah, it, it, but I also agree that it's just not what we're used to in, in this uh, in gaming used to like right. whole years mm -hmm. years out of like trailers waiting for more trailers and then eventually it comes out but yeah which is and my I favorite kind say. of discussion because christian's not wrong like, typically we do get months and months of lead up but uh, it's just one of those things where it's like to your point bro like playstation recently like do we really need to advertise the last of the next last of us game six months out or can we just release it and people will swarm to it and i think maybe mm. and, and i think this is a good thing because that means hopefully Probably not, but hopefully if we're cutting back on advertising budget, then maybe we can put some more of that budget into the game and to the developers and give them more time. We'll see if that's actually what happens, but... I will, I will say this, alright? If they do have a state of whatever, a showcase in July, leading into a, a month, you know, commercials, whatever, in August, with a right. like, mid to late September release date for Spider-Man, yep. that'd be pretty great. That'd be pretty great. Correct me if I'm wrong, but has Sony not been doing that already lately? Like, I feel like God of War was like that, that they threw a ton of money into the month before it came out. Like, you saw ads That's constantly true. on TV. Like, mm. I feel like they've yeah. been doing that lately, regardless um, of title. Because, like, you're right. We got that God of War event that they showed a bunch of stuff, and then we really didn't see, like, you know, radio silence. Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. I didn't even realize that, but yeah, they have already kind of tested this. 
because we got dev we got a couple of dev blogs like you said a, a one state of play and then i didn't start seeing ads until yeah right around it came out that's wild to me <laughs> spider-man and starfield in the same month that is yeah. wild to me Fuck. that kind of sucks i don't want that to happen though. Well, <laughs> like i want to the thing is, uh, Spider-Man is in such another league. Like, Spider-Man is going to sell around, circles around uh, Starfield. Starfield, new IP. Sure. Like, of course, sure. people aren't going to know, like, name recognition necessarily with Todd Howard. They're not going to know he made, you know, uh, their favorite uh, Skyrim, their Skyrim? favorite right. fantasy game. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I think you're right, though. And, well, and you also have the audience, the demographic, right, of Spider-Man of just being yes. able to eat, re reach more people, right? So, mm. Is that game going to be good? It's going to be so good. It's going to be yeah. so good. Yeah. I want to swing around the city again. <laughs> the only way I would be, the only way I'd be cautious is if Miles Morales ended up being bad. And even though I haven't jumped into it yet, I heard nothing but good things, so I'm kind of, I feel like Spider-Man 2 is probably going to be really good. Miles Morales. I think... I think it would be sick if if uh, Peter gets the symbiote and you play as Miles and have you have to fight Peter. Oh, that would be God. awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> wow, that would be so good, dude. That'd be awesome. That would be dude. so good. They <laughs> they secretly have co op in the game and you have to play against your friend Splinter Cell style when you played the co op for conviction. All right, let's not get oh. crazy here. <laughs> yeah. Let's. It, oh my God, these are such good ideas. <laughs> they did they did this in Dark Souls three. Anyway. Oh, I can't get horny again. Uh, PXN News of the Week. We got two items for you. Two huge items. Big one out of nowhere today. Valve announcing that Counter-Strike 2 is officially announced, releasing later this year, summer 2023, as a free upgrade to Counter-Strike Global Offensive, otherwise known as CSGO. The full reveal is not coming just yet, but we got some small trailers today, and those were enough to, like, when I saw them, I'm like, damn. Counter-Strike kind of has the sauce. So let's go over some of these uh, details. You can stop me at any point. Gage might uh, have some tidbits here, or like might know a bit more. Um, PC gamers and whatnot. Uh, first, first item here. The maps have been completely overhauled with upgraded textures and tools in Counter-Strike 2. Uh, there's some really cool stuff that I've seen online of like people do like playing with sliders to see the differences in maps, and it obviously looks a lot better. It looks like the jump from, you know, as a standard definition to HE or to high definition, like right, uh, shadows looking really great, colors, everything colors. popping, colors, yeah, huge one. It's looking very, very uh, vibrant and beautiful. Here's where things get like really cool, in my opinion. Uh, CS2 will be tick rate independent. I had to read about what tick rates were, but I think I have most of it down. So, uh, the way ticks uh, work in CSGO is that on the server side, it'll keep time in milliseconds obviously these things work really fast and if you input in between these ticks it will not register until the actual tick rate every time the yep. ser server is pinging these that's when your input is officially registered on the server and that's when it like happens so the game being tick rate independent means that players are no longer dependent on these servers for the game to process said input and additionally the server knows the precise moment an input is made so when you do something the game knows you're doing it and other players will feel that, right? So it is very much like you shoot, it's happening for like everyone. Yeah. Which is huge for these kinds of games. Yeah, not very sexy, but an incredibly important sort of technology to kind of 
to get especially for competitive games like csgo mm-hmm. is is like the most one of the most competitive games ever but yeah this is something that you can't really show in a trailer and get people hyped about but this this technology Dude. alone kind of warrants a csgo too being able to kind of get these these uh prototype systems out there and yeah this sounds really impressive i don't play csgo i, I, I probably never will this sounds very impressive though I thought it was sexy, and they delivered it in a one-minute trailer where I thought it looked really cool. They did it. They they what is, did a, what is they did a, they did a trailer for the tick rate. I saw the trailer for the yeah. smoke. I didn't see a trailer for the tick rate. They did a trailer for the tick rate, and it, it okay. was it was it got me That's sexy. Hyped. <laughs> and I don't and I don't play Counter Strike. I right. I can't with you guys. You guys, Beach <laughs> has never played Counter Strike, and you don't play Counter Strike, did you? Are you, you kidding? Counter Strike is. You I don't played, know what Counter Strike. is. I played Counter Strike a ton when I was a kid, and then I picked it back That's up because you were already thirty when it came out. <laughs> he got kicked here. for being toxic. Get out of here. The only thing I'm upset about is that this is the twentieth game to go into Valve's fucking graveyard of two games. Their sequels. We never get a three. Just no. endless amounts of twos. Here's Portal Two, Team Fortress Two, Half Life Two, freaking every freaking two out there that they have. Dota Left 2. 2, Left 4 Dead Two. Thank I'm you. I'm just happy I got it too. It took them this long <laughs> to get here. But technically, uh, it's the third Counter Strike, though. You know what I mean? I know, but it has true, two man. in it. They're putting the oh, two just to just to spite us, Christian. I got two for you right here. Oh, <laughs> things out. All right, and and the actual sexy trailer that Gage is referring to is this super impressive video on responsive smokes, and this was sick as fuck. I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, CS2 has dynamic smoke, which revolves or uh, naturally around objects in the map. So they did this really cool like um, render in game where like they're throwing it into this staircase or like this circle uh, on the floor, just like not even an actual environment, just like a rendered one. They do you know just for whatever. Yeah, and the way the smoke naturally curves and fills that environment, I thought was extremely sexy. Yeah. Um, something I, lo- I thought was huge is that all players are seeing the same smoke, which again, just going back to like Counter Strike being like very dependent on you know all players feeling things at the same time and seeing things at the same time because it's a tactical shooter. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, it also reacts to lighting naturally and then fills spaces naturally, which I just mentioned. Uh, and here's the cool part can be pushed with grenades and carved with bullets. And this is something that you have to see, even if just like in, in a TikTok, or if you just, you know, look up the video on Twitter or YouTube, look at the way the smoke is pushed. Like, this is like, what when I think of next gen, it is stuff like this. This, yes, this is what I'm talking about. We've had this conversation before. I don't need games to look any better than The Last of Us Part Two. I don't need first person shooters to look any better than Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, 2022. But portal. This is the type of stuff, right? Because like this is a huge problem in Call of Duty, which for some reason I'm I've been playing the shit out of this Call of Duty. Even I've probably put more hours into this Call of Duty than anyone before. I don't know why, but for some reason this one's clicked. But like this is the problem: is that smokes and debris is not synced up. It's all it's not client side. It's or no, it is client side. It's not server side. This is a huge problem, and Call of Duty is not even really that competitive in terms of like people taking it seriously. So, like, to see this stuff, like, I agree with you 100%. This is the type of stuff I want. Like, in The Last of mm. Us Part 3, imagine having, like, this smoke technology. Or, like, mm. again, like, Far Cry 2, when I, had the, when I had the fire spraying technology, it fucking knocked everyone's socks off. This is the type of stuff, to me, I agree with you, that screams next gen. Like, seeing the people shoot 
through the smoke and you see it dissipate and then mm. reform again. <laughs> oh my god, it looks so good. It was so cool, dude. And it like they just show it like twice, but like see it's yeah, so seeing cool. somebody shoot at you from the other side and then you see like it like makes a little hole in the smoke and then it reforms naturally. Fuck, dude. That is so good. Yeah. And yet you guys will probably not play it and I'll play it. I won't touch it once. Yeah. I won't touch it yeah. once. Me either. <laughs> it's still cool to it's still cool to talk about though. Yeah. I mean, is it not? You know what? Exciting for, it's exciting that these things might come to games that we will play. Exactly. exactly. I was just mm -hmm. about to say like you know Fortnite. What? I was just about to say, you know what, Ro, let's play it and then make fun of these no. guys for not playing it. No, sorry. Ro's not playing no. it. I'm sorry. Shit, Kirk no. in the chat said a counter strike with a with a face palm emoji. That is me right now. Yeah. I could no. I'm never playing that game. Nope. There's, yeah. Nah, me either. Sorry. I'm Does sorry not look like fun. Does not look like fun at all. Come on, guys. We all spent 10 minutes talking about this for a game none of us will ever play. Incredible. <laughs> when Nintendo puts this in, in Animal Crossing, can't wait. Yeah, the smoke grenades in Animal Crossing 2 yeah. are going to be lit. It would, it would oh, break the Switch, dude. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my hand just starts burning. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we got one more news item here. Uh, today, we had the State of Unreal Showcase. And I just tuned in just because, uh, you know, I was like working on the document. I had this on and it like took up my attention. Like they were showing off some impressive stuff at Unreal Engine. This is the first time I got excited for games in a minute and it was just all tech side. Um, so it, a lot of it is going to be like not anything super exciting that I break down, but I'll, I'll try to work through it quickly. And I cannot emphasize enough. You have to watch some of these videos to understand how impressive Unreal Engine actually is. Let's dive in. Unreal Engine 5.2. They had a graphics tech demo, and all these videos of I, I watched just on IGN. They're pretty recent. They're not very long. They're like less than five minutes each of them. So if you want to go to IGN's channel and just look them up, they're right there. Uh, they showed off the Unreal Editor, which I think is insane. Uh, they were showing off reflections in in a truck that they imported uh, in, into like just their little tech demo, uh, and then they uh, showcased their individual physics, which is again just Always going to be sexy to me. Uh, what I thought was really cool is that they're introducing something called Substrate in Unreal Engine, which is a new material framework, which I did not understand what they were really talking about, but the way they were showing it off looked really impressive. But the, the coolest thing, I think, from this tech demo is that they showcase their procedural content generation tool, which is deterministic and artist-driven. So in real time, they're adding procedural assemblies uh, into the editor, Whatever you know, you have imported. Whatever is available to you, you can just include it. And in real time, it just uh, it updates it into your game, uh, and then it communicates with nearby procedural elements in the editor, so you can make real time edits. And again, you have to watch the video. This is going to be huge Dude. for uh, any studio who is working with Unreal Engine. The time this will save for them is going to be massive. That map that they they went from like 300 meters to like a th 30 kilometer map or something like that. That was freaking insane. Like they showed yeah. the parts without the um, without the procedural stuff and it was just tiny. And then they added the procedural stuff and you're just like, holy crap, that's impressive. How many Damn. eagles is that? I mean, what? How eagles? many eagles? Yeah. How many eagles? You're so are dumb. Teams? You're so dumb. Because <laughs> freedom in America. Right. <laughs> and the really small details too, where it's like just chipping away at a at a clip side and then not having to go in and then edit too much of it, just like 
put drop this here. It's like, oh, it's yep. fixed. Fixed. It's beautiful. And barely anything needed to be done. Um, so yeah, like yeah. you said, Christian, a lot of a lot of time is going to be saved with it. Now, here's the question I propose to you guys: oh. Is that do we find is this only a net positive, or is there any concerns here along the same lines as like AIs yeah. with script writing and sort of thing? Right? Like, are we is this only positive, or is this something where it's like, oh, our our dev our uh, environment dev team can now go from 15 people, we'll cut it down to 10. You know what I mean? Like, this is my only concern, just to pose that question. Because mm. I'm looking at this technology now, and it is incredibly impressive. But it is kind of the same concept as a lot of this AI filling in the gaps for other things that we seem to be opposed to. My, my thinking, and that's definitely a plausible explanation, but my thinking is, is like, you have more games nowadays that you know, are constantly expanding with new content, new games, new True. everything else that it's like this will just enable them to make things faster so then they can deliver more content to the players that are playing their games. So like mm -hmm. obviously live service games will benefit greatly from this, but also right. I mean, even like single player games, like if someone wants to make an expansion to their game, uh, they can make expansions a lot quicker with this kind of stuff. Hmm. but you're totally right it could mean that you know less people uh you know work on the environment team or whatever uh that's definitely a plausible explanation uh hopefully that doesn't happen but yeah my thing for me is the way they at least the way they showcase in the way i interpret it is it's not it's not like make a forest and then boom it's there and and you're done it's very much like I need to like add like foliage to this area and then I want to like tweak things here and there and I want to carve a path here. It seems like that is like it's very it seems like it's very much in what they said is that it's artist driven and it's not the crutch isn't the tool itself. It's 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 just a tool. Mm. So hopefully hopefully the comparison is not one to one to like other AI stuff that well, we've been kind of seeing. And even yeah. it even it may help just to have a starting point for the artists like you know let's start with this generate generated uh terrain and then we'll just modify it using that tool belt like because mm. they showed that off as well like dropping different pieces in there and changing the procedural stuff on the fly like so i could totally see an artist's jobs just changing to uh be more of you know modifying what they're given from the oh. procedural stuff well, here the next thing they showed off was uh, Infinitesimals, which is uh, a game coming. I don't have the studio's name. I'm sorry, but uh, the developer was on stage showing off uh, their gameplay, and they were talking about how they switched to Unreal Engine Five and how that massively unburdened them to get their game to hopefully be getting their game out on time. Saying that they it saved the team months of time simply by by transferring their their engine over, and now they what they can do they can focus on is importing their assets and using Unreal Engine Five as a tool to just like move things around and generate these environments um way faster than than having to to craft them individually but they're able to just to use this thing like almost like as a sandbox that, yeah that's really cool i yeah it, the technology is really amazing i do kind of see what gage is saying <laughs> with the mm -hmm. the the less work that needs to be done and and uh i think that's good because it does mean games are coming out e uh, faster it also means that potentially they won't have to crunch as as long hours with this new technology that makes the job itself faster but just like what we're talking about now the technology will just continue to improve and get better and it'll be easier and easier and easier which is exciting for us to be able yeah. to get the games more 
Um, but I totally see the side of, but yeah. I, I feel like artists well, are the forefront of this because they have to make the actual things that they're putting in to, to use. Right. But yeah, yeah but exactly. I could definitely reach a point where they don't need that. Uh, my only, yeah, my worry is, is how the people in charge use these tools, right? Because like we're all saying, it makes it easier to, it, it makes it easier, makes it faster. So does that mean that the studio heads come in and be like, okay, we're pushing the timeline back six months now. And so then it equals out to, you're still crunching, you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, well, this mm -hmm. makes it just makes your job easier. So let's, let's get this done faster. And it's like, well, so uh, this stuff is really, really cool. I just, whenever it's, whenever I see any kind of technology that results in, Oh, less work needs to be done on the human side of it. I just there's a little part of my brain that goes. It it sounds like that's the case, but I I don't think it is. And I want to pull something from an, a later video, which is the Fortnite Unreal editor. They were talking about importing uh, skeletal meshes uh, from like assets that you have ex already existing. So you import it, this into the Unreal editor, and then you're able to use the tools, which is sequencer and control rig, to then make this animation in your game. And then of course. Unreal Engine will help fill in the gaps and and you you know with Lumen and Nanite and all the things like suddenly you have like this presentation in your game that maybe you don't didn't even have the information on how to make totally on your own. So I, I, again, it's it's much more of a tool. You still have to have the know how and 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 you know the skills to be able to sequence something like this. It's just it's making it easier to bring them to life and bring them in a presentable way into, into the game space. I think yeah. this I, next story you're about to talk about is even more concerning dude. down that path because of <laughs> this yeah. was crazy. Okay, so uh, yeah, so uh, they also uh, uh, Fortnite looks incredible, Unreal. by the way. Okay, yes, <laughs> the state of Unreal at the showcase they uh, unveiled their metahuman technology, and they also had a demo which I'm, I listed here. Just they used Hellblade two uh, to to show showcase this off in the metahuman animator. Uh, MetaHuman is a new feature that enables you to either use an iPhone or a stereo helmet mounted camera to reproduce any facial performance as high fidelity animation in Unreal Engine. So you capture it, you import it, seconds later, it renders it into a full animation in Unreal Engine. Obviously, it's not going to be perfect. You still have to tweak it and make things look more natural. But for its its base, it, it looks pretty good. And then when they showcase how that's done in Hellblade 2. Insane. It looks gorgeous. Concerning, maybe a little bit, <laughs> but it looked great. Right. Yeah. It looks really cool. Like there's there was a the especially in this Hellblade uh trailer, there's just so many subtle details with her face, especially near the end where she's like getting even more and more uh intense. It's like how that's kind of creepy. Kind of creepy, but so cool. It looks mm. it's it looks insane. And uh on the side of tech on the side of needing someone to make adjustments, and just like you were saying with uh, the the earlier stories, like yes, we need somebody to make the adjustments, but again, I'll always keep saying this: like for now, like eventually, it's mm -hmm. going to get to a point where you probably won't need somebody to make the adjustments because it'll keep improving, and there'll be less and less people who need to make those adjustments, and it'll be amazing on its own, well, which is scary, but it still looks really good. I just always have to add that little yes. <laughs> caveat, I guess. And. Like not the Hellblade demo, but the the one they did live on stage with an iPhone. Yeah, that's yes. um, that's insane that the iPhone Lord. could do that. That's whew. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Office just makes it super accessible. Like think think about the indie developer who's wanting to make a game. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Very true. Because they can't afford those rigs. I've heard numerous stories about mm-hmm. little indies that can't afford um, those rigs and you know a studio to perform that in. Most people have one of these. All of a sudden, you can mm-hmm. do mocap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got also got to look at Lords of the Fallen. This one, I mean, they were just kind of uh, regurgitating some stuff from earlier, but there was some stuff that I thought was really pretty cool that they're, you know, Unreal Engine 5 is helping support. Uh, it has a built-in character customization, which works as a base. You, you still have to do some other stuff to to make it an actual, like, you know, each game is going to be differently, but Unreal Engine at its base ha- does have character customization kind of built in, so you can use it as your kind of building blocks for whatever your game is going to use. Um, right. They showcased high-fidelity textures, uh, and then the Chaos Physics Engine, which they touched on earlier, but they were really expanding here in Lords of the Fallen, uh, simulating, like, movement at the microscopic level, which is going to be stuff like hair, clothes, belts, weapons, etc. Seeing that in, in games, I think, is going to be be awesome uh, when Unreal, more Unreal Engine 5 games are coming down the line. And then anytime people look at lighting, which I, I'll never fully understand, but when they showcase it, it's it's awesome. They just showed off low, uh, lumen, global illumination again. But this time they also showed, uh, they were talking about how sometimes natural light can take up a lot of resources when you're entering kind of dense environments. Um, and so what they do is have emissive shapes, which is just like these hidden light fixtures that like help maintain performance and help light your your area without actually having the outside source um, be in that environment. And you don't see them, obviously, but it it helps like bring the environment to life. I, don't know, I thought it was really cool. Just these balls of light. Anyway. We also look at uh, Project M, which is another, you know, a, a game that I'm really excited for. This is from NCSoft, Korean game. Very much a narrative-driven game. And I don't understand what, I don't know if this is just like a game side or an Unreal Engine side, but they were talking about informational particles. <laughs> Again, don't know if that's game side or Unreal Engine side, but they were saying that these particles di- uh, both dictate the environment and determines how the narrative unfolds in the game. Very short trailer. And I don't know if that has anything to do with mistranslation from Korean into English, but I was like, huh, I kind of want more on this. What do you mean by informational particles? But sure, I'm already in. <laughs> the trailer looks awesome, though. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in what this looks like at the, in the end. Looks like a, a good mm-hmm. action romp. But yeah, what you're saying about the informational particle sounds pretty interesting too. Like how it could decide how the game plays out based on, I, I don't know what, what you bump I don't, into. Really? I don't know. Like what? That's I need cool. to know. I need yeah. to know. Uh, time to squabble. This is the last thing we have here from State of Unreal, which is unreal to me that this is what Fortnite is now. We got to look at Fortnite. Fortnite's Unreal editor. They call it UEFN, and it is freaking insane. Automatically, right now. On PC, you have access to four years of content from Fortnite for free entirely. You can make real-time edits in the editor. Console players can join you, and they can play as you're making edits in real time. You can also import custom uh, assets you already have into UEFN. You can create and modify uh, those materials. And then, of course, I already talked about importing skeletal meshes, animating using sequencer, control rigs. This stuff doesn't sound like that impressive. Go look at what people like. Go look at what Epic has made using UEFN, and it already it's like this is Fortnite. What are you right. talking about? Right. I think I think this is a really cool look behind the curtain too, because it, it 
I think this illustrates exactly how Epic has succeeded so well at keeping things fresh in Fortnite and changing things so mm. quickly because I'm sure that their developers are using a very similar tool for their development process. And what they were showing off was insane how quickly they were able to add stuff and modify stuff. And like, it definitely seems like a very developer friendly uh, editing tool that they're now basically giving to everyone to be able to create their own stuff. So I think that's really cool. Also, quick shout out to uh, one of the uh, um, Forge people that was like enamored with Forge and Halo 5 and everything. He went and worked uh, for Epic and he was one of the people on stage that presented uh, an Unreal ed Editor for Fortnite. So that's pretty cool. I saw a video today. Somebody like made Rust from Call of Duty. And they were playing Domination. <laughs> Insane. And Master Chief was shooting somebody <laughs> on... Like, come on, dude. We have Call of Duty and Fortnite now. Not that I'm saying, like, you know, that's the reason to be playing UEFN, but the potential is, is going to be wild. Rip uh, Quantic Dreams. No, not Quantic Dreams. Rip uh, Dreams. dreams yeah. yeah, Media Molecules Dreams. Yeah, thank you, Ra. Which... Put it on PC, Sony. Like that, I feel like that's part of the problem. Yeah, like, it is a huge. That, yeah, they yeah. Mm -hmm. they shot themselves in the foot huge with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we got Fortnite now, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got to move on. Let's take a time. Fantasy draft check-in. Of course, tomorrow Resident Evil Four uh, is launching. We've got a review roundup currently on Open Critic. We are sitting. At a 92 average, which means Daniel's getting a total of 24 points on the fantasy critic. Let's go. That's obscene. Let's go. <laughs> That's too much. I think there should be like a winner. There should be a cap. Like a reigning champion like penalty. Like he doesn't get a certain amount of points over the 80 point or something. Like <laughs> we should practice the values that we should that we preach. We should have like a progressive tax rate for points. If you if you yeah. make too many points in a league. You're then you have me. to share your points. Yeah. Yes. Agreed, man. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny Lightful has gone down to 71, by the way. I oh, got one no. point. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and you counterpicked Redfall. Yeah. yeah. Big mistakes are being made right now. On Redfall, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, at some point, I got to ask, is Dan taking this too seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I take it so seriously. As every soon as he day starts lobbying life. and cutting deals behind corners, you know, what? like he's just taking it too seriously. Wait a minute. In every competition mm -hmm. that we've ever done on this channel. How how am I lobbying for this? I bid fairly on the process that we explained. Gonna... We explained very well, and Gagey still somehow fucked it up. <laughs> See, here's the thing is that we're live, so I'm just gonna all I'm just all I'm gonna do is plant the seed for the audience and then not actually give any sort of evidence as to why I think that. There Wait. is none. Wait. There is none. That's why. Don't listen to him, audience. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the topic of the show, let's find out what we've been up to. So, Daniel, what you got for me? Yes. Uh, still been playing Halo Infinite's new season. Still enjoying that. But I jumped into the Di Diablo 4 closed beta last weekend. Had a lot of fun with that. I played maybe an hour and a half two hours i didn't really have a ton of time to play it however very much enjoyed it i am very happy with what they did it really feels like a, a sequel to diablo 3 in every sense of the word and not the diablo 3 that we launched with that 
a lot of people hated. Uh, of course, I didn't play at launch. I didn't play until it came to console. I played on th Xbox 360, believe it or not, that that many years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that game was fantastic. So playing the closed beta, very much enjoyed it. Love the the powers and abilities. And it is, it's illustrating why it is the supreme dungeon crawler experience. I love, love that gameplay loop. It is really fun. Um, so yeah. Check it out if you, if you like some top-down dungeon crawler action. You can check it out. That's uh, I think the open beta is done. You have to wait until this weekend. This weekend's open oh! beta. Oh, yeah. weekend two? Last weekend was closed beta. This weekend, open beta. Are you planning Got on it. playing it this weekend? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, because I've never played a Diablo game in my life, and I oh. watched seeing you. I saw you tweet about it, so then I looked up gameplay, and I'm like, this game looks awesome. Yeah. So if it's open, if it's an open beta this weekend, I'm jumping in. Heck yeah! Hold on, Diablo Four gameplay. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> it looks gonna, really good. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this while Ro tells us what he's got for us. Yes, I don't have very much, but I I've been do, taking a little sip of uh, a little, I don't even know what this analogy is. I was gonna say Christian tea, but that doesn't make any sense. But I've been playing a lot more Fortnite as well recently. I've been playing that and. Guys, if you look into PXN After Dark right now, if if I I don't, I don't know, I, I got a victory royale is what I'm trying to say, and I'm posting oh. the video video proof of it now. Wow. <laughs> but it's my first time in a long time. Out of my man. It are you based? Are you good. playing no? Are you playing no build? I was playing no build. Hell yeah! No build, so. Hell yeah! I Am I gonna get a download Fortnite? Am I gonna have to re? Okay, all right. I, I guess I'm redoing. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but yeah, Fortnite is it's is really fun this season. Absolutely. I I maybe You're it was really right fun. It maybe it was really fun last season too. Christian will be able to say You're damn that. right it was. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's continuing to be really fun. Um yeah, I'm, I'm having a having a blast of Fortnite. I'm, I played a little bit of Destiny. The seasonal content is usually weekly, so I signed in for the weekly uh story content. Uh there was a a, a certain thing that happened. Wasn't super happy about it, but uh <laughs> I did it. I got the thing. Uh, we move on. But yeah, i having a good time with Fortnite, though, and I'm excited to play Sonic Frontiers later today as well. That's mm. it. Nice. Uh, for me, of course, I've been... I mentioned a while ago I've been playing the Secret Secret game, redacted game. It's it's not a new game. It's an older game, but I'm not ready to reveal what I've been playing. It's kind of a long game, so I've been just chilling, taking my time with it. Still Jeez. chipping away at it. Having fun. Uh, but of course... Uh, Playing, playing more Fortnite. I've been squabbling with the lads. And uh, so I had to tell, I had to say this one story. All right. You know me. I'm getting my dubs left and right. It's almost boring how, many, how often I win. I swear to God. <laughs> you know what makes it more fun? Having a gummy. So I was just having a gummy, playing Fortnite, and I'm grinding the rails of Mega City. When all of a sudden, I see this is, my friend makes a call out that somebody is on the street level on a building across the street from where we were. So I'm like, bet. So the way these rails work is because it's like, you know, like tilted towers, like these like skyscrapers, like there are rails above and there are rails kind of like around like second, third story area. I jump from the top rail to the bottom rail. And this is when I realized that I was high because I yelled <laughs> in my living room because I felt like I was falling in real. <laughs> and uh, Fortnite is yeah. so, so immersive. It is know? extremely <laughs> immersive. Uh, bro. <laughs> Not emphasize how fun the katanas are this season as well. Very cool stuff. I haven't been. Able, I always pick one up, but I never get the chance to use them because I 
I need to sneak up on somebody if I need to if I want to use it. They're always shooting at me, so I don't get a chance. Use it for traversal is okay. my thing. I've that seen people like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. Gage. Yes. What have I been playing? Mm-hmm. I jumped into Modern Warfare 2 to try the second raid with Daniel and my good friend Ryan. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. 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 I don't know how you forgot about that. That is <laughs> Get out it's, me. there is so much there is so much untapped potential in the Call of Duty. Because you know what? We were sitting there, we were playing this little add-on three-player co-op mode. And I don't think I've ever laughed or had as much fun as I've ever had in playing Call of Duty ever. Even in the old days of Modern Warfare 2, the original, like we were sitting there and we were struggling with the most simple thing. It was exactly the same Whoa, as the as the air minute. tank. No, 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 no. You guys fucked up just as much as I did. No, Wee. no. Put those Let's... little put your little grabber claws away. Let's go. Right? Ryan you struggled on just here. as much as I did. Let's go no, Ryan you on still, the bus. You still fucked it up just as much as I did. All right. Anyways, we played the raid. We did not finish the raid. And it was a great time, and it was fun, and that's pretty much all I've been playing. I haven't, I really haven't been playing much games lately. Um, I want to play some more Halo Season Three though, because that is finally at a decent uh, stage. So Call of Duty is really it, I think. I think that's it. No, I'm playing Last of Us Part Two again. Oh, I'm playing Last of Us Part Two after finishing the show. I really just wanted to get back into that story. <laughs> Join into this. And, and what a and, good game. And get, uh... you know, it's funny. We'll talk about it later. It's not a good game. No, it's still a great game. Okay. It's still a great game. Uh, I will viewers. say, I will say, mm. I'm enjoying it a little bit less this time. Mm. Still enjoying it. Still playing this and going, wow, this is a technological masterpiece. But enjoying it less this time. I don't, know if that's I don't know if that's because I'm thinking of far like how long the game is. It's one of those like um, it's like one of those replaying The Witcher things where you think about how much longer you have to go, and it kind of just brings down your excitement. I don't know if that's what's going on because I'm playing it, and the moment to moment gameplay is awesome, grabbing guards and throwing them into clickers and all that stuff's great. But I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't just be present, man. Just be present. This is like going on vacation, being like, oh, what a great day I'm having. Can't oh, I have to leave in seven days? No, just be present. I'm gonna kiss you on the lips if you don't fucking stop. I swear to Christ, dude. I'm gonna kiss you right on the lips. Uh, See if YouTuber, I won't. Video viewer, people who watch the show with their eyes, um, will notice that Dan and I were taking our B reels while Gage was talking. <laughs> that was the most B. That was the most real B reel you've probably taken. Was Dan and I screaming at each other? <laughs> nice. That is just that is just unbridled passion. Yeah. Speaking of unbridled passions. Arcane loves to make games. <laughs> they are so passionate <laughs> about making games. Nailed One it. of which is the new game. Our topic of the show, Redfall. Game of the year contender? We'll find out. Uh, Arcane Austin, working on a little game called Redfall. You might have heard of it. Huge game. I think the beta just came out. Is coming out soon? Is there any word on the beta? Anyway, people have played it. Industry folks have played it. and We've gotten some impressions, and I'm going to... Uh, I have a few here for me. Gage retweeted one for me, which is very nice. And I got some from Benji Sales, just kind of roundups from various outlets. I know IGN has their impressions up as well. Uh, oh, Jack Fraggs's was pretty good as well. I was uh, watching that at the beginning of the show, yes, just to kind of yeah. get a feel Like for a seven-minute video on YouTube, so pretty yep. good. Uh, some Redfall impressions from hands-on previews. 
Uh, strong single player experience, which is always great. It's a multiplayer game, but you can play this on your own if you want to. Uh, Arcane's best gunplay yet. Uh, of course, one of their strongest uh, assets that Arcane has is the way uh, their games actually feel. Of course, uh, well, Prey, maybe not as strong, but like, uh, what was the uh, Dead? No. Deathloop. Deathloop, uh, huge on their gunplay. And of course, uh, the other one, the th- no, not Thief. Dishonored? Dishonored. Very huge one as well. People love that gameplay loop. Thank you. And I'm, I'm <laughs> bumbling through Arcane's uh, discography here. This is exciting. Uh, there's also many comparisons to Far Cry, kind of in the, in the way the, the layout of uh, the open world is. Uh, they also mentioned that Arcane's level design is still very much present, and it was exciting to me that it's very much immersive. Again, Jack Frags' stuff, I think, was showcasing some of this off pretty cool in the way, like, puzzles kind of work in, you know, you go into a huge mansion, you got to get, get some kind of thing, and you get this list, and on this list are, like, three kind of ambiguous locations to where solving this puzzle is. You not don't have a thing on your map, you just kind of have to, you know, know where these things are in, in the actual map in the house. Right, and you kind of split off and find them that way, which I think that stuff is always really cool to be on the on the Discord mic or whatever, and be like, "Oh, I'm going here. Oh, I'm finding this. Oh, I need help," you know, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah, Prey did that really well too with uh, with the notes you'd find in the computers and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. banger game, I love Prey. Yes, mm. banger. Yes, hardly know her. Very much arcane DNA in Redfall. We also got uh, there. Well, I'll mention this uh, later. You're gonna uh, get but, my DNA and you. Nice. Uh, important to note, there is no in-game store or microtransactions in Redfall, so they're very much honing in on the experience being what you buy is what you're going to get. It's very cool. That's huge for me. That is huge. That's that's that old-fashioned gameplay design that I kind of need right now. No bullshit. Just play the game. And, I mean, no, no microtransactions, no... Um, uh, what was the other one? No in game like store like in game store no in game currency right and they have yeah. already said that there is character customization so to me that's like oh cool there's stuff that we can find in the world and go and do and yes. actually earn who would have thought that's fun yeah so see so hearing this stuff because you know if i'm gonna be honest the thing that i dis- was disappointed most about death loop was actually the narrative the actual like gameplay of it i thought was really fun yeah. uh, so if this is like you know, if the, the narrative of Redfall, I don't, I don't really care on that front. It's made to be like a core experience where you're just either playing solo or with, with buddies and having a good time. If that gameplay loop is there, and I'm sure it is, this may actually be really good. Sorry, Ro, for your fantasy draft, but I think <laughs> I might be getting excited for Redfall. I think it'd be very fun. It's a Game Pass game. It'd be very exciting to play with the lads. Which Absolutely. Is, which is crazy, because the last time we saw it, I'd, I, I was like a little down on it because I felt like it, it didn't necessarily hit the high mark that it we were hoping for but then now obviously mm-hmm. these previews have taken me back up the hill so like right yeah i'm very very happy and excited for arcane and they've uh, to this point the stuff they've released have haven't been bad like yes prey at launch had some weird issues but uh you know ign might have given it like a four or something dan stapleton uh still mad about that huh stupid stupid i still yeah anywho but uh yeah that they've never made a bad game so like i obviously Mm -hmm. they their repertoire or their uh reputation follows them so 
Yeah. Games set in the Northeast, I think, always look really cool, too. Like, Fall in Massachusetts, this game has very beautiful art direction. Uh, and, of course, like, a big big thing with Arcane is going to be weapon variety and then, uh, obviously, like, specials, like, you know, various power-ups. And then having the the four main characters have different abilities, I think, is going to be really cool. And going to lead to some interesting ways to tackle, like, high-level enemies. Uh, there's notes here that, like, fighting vampires is is really thrilling. There's probably going to be, like, different variations of vampires where like some of them are like really beefy and like have to require like a little bit of thought as to how you take them down or how you approach in, uh, combat encounters again would probably be really fun to tackle with uh mm. with like, could you imagine there's like a, like a high level vampire in like this like house or something and we have to like go through together uh, use certain weapons and then stake them like yeah this so, might be really fun it- Ro, does that get you excited? Because obviously you love Destiny. Like that sounds like that maybe that kind mm-hmm. of experience. Like, yeah, they, I, when we first, not when we first saw, it, but the second time we saw it, when we saw that uh, extended trailer uh, before this one, I think it was at the Xbox thing. Yeah. I don't remember where we saw it, but I just, yeah. I don't know why I wasn't feeling it then. Um, I'm feeling it a little bit more now after the previews. Obviously, they're they're high on it so that would help but the gameplay itself does look a a bit better even though nothing really changed um i guess just the presentation of it did but um yeah it looks cool i i think i'm more interested as i am now or as i was before i should say it being a game pass game is is helping a lot as well i don't think i would try it if it wasn't because these aren't usually type of games i'm going to you did bring up destiny and that is a a good point but i i usually don't play uh first person shooters let alone co-op ones uh, okay. uh, like this, but um, this 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 would be fun. Like everything that Christian was describing about the the vampires and the world, um, and the puzzles and stuff like that, that that did sound like fun. It's just not usually the game that I gravitate to in the first place, and that may be the, my my thinking <laughs> behind my fantasy draft, and maybe I shouldn't think like that. But um, yeah, it looks uh, it looks like a, I I think it looks good, but I I don't know with the games that are coming out this year, this being a game of the year contender, I, I think I would have to push back on. But it's just sure. with the, the amount of stuff that's coming out that is definitely game of the year. Breath of the Wild, Starfield, possibly Spider-Man. I feel like there's just a lot more. But this yeah. does look more impressive than I thought it was going to be. I think Christian nailed it, though, is that because like even even myself, I've I've been super high in this game since it came out. But after that last same as you guys. After that last trailer, even though I'm more high on it than you guys, mine did dip a little bit. And I didn't realize it until now, but there's something about Arcane where the game the way the game feels is always better than it looks. So like I'm even even watching the Jax Frags video there where I'm liking everything I'm seeing. Just hearing you say that, Christian, I think that's a really good point. Is that Arcane nails the feeling of their games. You could show somebody a clip of Dishonored, and like, sure, if it's somebody doing something extremely impressive, it's gonna look good. But like moment to moment of gameplay of Dishonored doesn't really look all that special. It's not until you feel it and how quick everything mm. is, how how responsive everything is. So I think keeping that in mind, like this might be one of those games where it's like, yeah, maybe not everybody's rushing out because the trailers don't look all that crazy. But now that we're seeing hands-on impressions of people that are in the industry and that know games and they're all really, really high on it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah, like this is an arcane game. This is going to feel really good to play, even if it doesn't necessarily look all that sort of sparkly from the outside um and there's a couple there's a couple of really good things from this play test that i think were good information to know because going into this people were kind of 
Like, is this going to be Left 4 Dead? Is this going to be Borderlands? What is this? So to hear the Far Cry comparisons is kind of really helpful to me because it's like, okay, I can totally see that in this. This is an open world. Like, we knew it was open world for a while, but with them saying the Far Cry comparisons, like, immediately in my head, I kind of know what to expect. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I see how that's going to work out. But then with the added complexity of arcane level design, like you're saying, Christian, where it's like, sure, we're going to clear this outpost. And it's playing like a Far Cry game until we get there. And now suddenly there's environmental storytelling and there's puzzles and there's mm. no minimap. Like, yes, absolutely. I'm I'm feeling this. I've been feeling it for a long time. I'm excited that you guys are feeling it. And I absolutely think that the four of us should absolutely Dude. squat up and give this a go. When Jack Frag said there's like no like minimap markers, that alone was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm in. Yeah. Because the, the honestly, my, my my least favorite thing about uh, Deathloop was how handholdy the narrative was, like on like figuring out how to escape the loop. That was right. like kind of a letdown. I'm not I'm not going in, in with into Redfall with these kinds of expectations where it's like going to be like narratively impressive or whatever. Like I just want to have fun with friends. Yes, guys, I'm I'm with Ro. I don't normally gravitate to these kinds of games either. But if if my expectations are set, where like I'm going to have a, f- a fun feeling game. Uh, with friends, we're going to have like water cooler moments together where we're like doing arcane level design, but with multiple people. That is going to be like one of the highlights of the year. And for to answer like my own question, I guess to what Ro was saying, is it going to be game of the year material? For me personally, probably not. Probably for a lot of industry people, not either. But again, I go back to the fun that you have with these kinds of games is definitely going to be a standout. And I'm no way doubting that this is going to show up on tons of people's like game of the year lists, like a top 10. This is going to be in there for sure. I could definitely see it being at the game awards for a different category, just not the game of the year category. Right. Like it could gotcha. be maybe multiplayer something or like, I don't know what else, but I, what else they got, got over there that it could fit under. But yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even think about that perspective, but that's a really good point is that like, when you look back at the end of the year, it's like, sure, when we think of game of the year, we te- we think of what is the most technically impressive or what is the best this or best that. But like, this might be one of those games where come December, we look back, what's what's the most fun we had? And like this definitely, to your point, Christian, has that potential where it's like, you know what? I had fun with Redfall this year. I had mm. so much fun doing XYZ, even if it's, again, not the most technically impressive or doesn't have the best graphics or XYZ, but... Yeah, I, uh, I I I agree with everything you said. Do I personally think, especially if we've got Spider Man, Starfield, and all the and Tears of the Kingdoms and all that stuff coming out, do I think it's gonna? No, I don't personally, unfortunately. But I am excited to see how this all shakes out. It could. You never know. Yeah, it could, and I would love that for them. Mm-hmm. Arcane deserves it because, like you said. Again, none of their games have been the best game that year, but for a studio to have that many releases mm. and for like none of them to fall below 80 on like a Metacritic, it's kind of impressive. That's true. They do level design really well for they how do it fast so well. they make these games. And like you know I, what I mean, like even just thinking about it now, like there's so you know what? I thought I thought the title of this episode was a little ridiculous today, but I think about it, I think back to the original Dishonored, that game plays really well. Like it's really smooth, and I and I'm like, you know what? Wow! Like if, if people can kind of get ahead of that with Redfall and not wait three years to think back on how great Redfall is, then yeah, maybe there's a chance that this gets some some recognition and some love because mm-hmm. Arcane, when it comes to level design and when it comes to fluidity and animations, like they mm-hmm. are yeah. they are impressive. And does the delay give them enough time for polish uh, right. to get those bugs yes. out and such? Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, though. 
It's going to have a great week on Twitter, but only a week because Tears of the Kingdom comes out a week after. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's going to be Zelda for a month. Unless the game doesn't run, which is a possibility. I understand. I didn't I play. Know. I understand Breath of the Wild was amazing, but even from that game on launch week during the buzz, I heard people going like, oh, if you go to the Forbidden Forest, it turns into a slideshow. So like, if this game is supposed to be more impressive, <laughs> I don't know, right? There's always that chance. That's the curveball. Is Nintendo getting ahead of themselves? Are they thinking that they can just throw it out and people will buy it? You will, but uh-huh. <laughs> will the game be broken? That's the only chance Arcane has, is that if the game is fundamentally broken. It can be a broken piece of shit, and I'm still spending $70. I know dollar. you are. You guys are the worst. <laughs> Kirik's in the chat saying, uh, by the way, his uh, his phone's battery is getting clobbered because he's been watching intently our whole show, so he said, oh, love nice. it. Uh, Kirik's getting a kiss, too. He's, he, he's second on the list. He also said, I just started playing Dishonored Definitive Edition on Game Pass for the first time. Loving the wow. game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Enjoy. Cool. Yeah. Level up that blink ability, man. You will not regret it. Yeah. I don't get it. Don't you just use your eyes to blink? <laughs> Teleport. <laughs> uh, some closing notes here on Redfall. Uh, here's a positive one. Uh, it, Remember a while ago when they announced that Redfall was going to be an online-only game and people were kind of disappointed, and then Ro was like, I'm going to buy this on Fantasy Draft because, haha, this game's going to suck. I jumped the gun on that one. Yeah, I take the L. (laughs) Arcane has addressed this today, and they said they're working to actively remove Redfall's always online requirement for single-player mode. Huge. Which is is very huge. Yeah. You have to, you, you, we have to, if we want to have any sort of intellectual integrity, we have to commend and respect developers when they actually listen to us because most of the time they don't. So, most of the time they double down. <laughs> most of the time they double down, exactly. Or they say, oh, well, this is why. And then they, exp- they give you some weird explanation as to why. And you're like, but that doesn't have anything to do with this. Anyways, kudos to them. That's huge. Um, Honestly, like again, my hype for like hearing that online thing for me personally, and this is a selfish thing, I was like, I don't prefer that, but that's not really gonna affect me. So for them to even then take it a step further and say, like, we are actually gonna address your complaints and work on that, like that's huge, especially for a lot of people that live in uh anywhere that's not the coastal states where internet's not that great. Now just yep. to just to be clear, Harvey was told not to release this information because they still are not a hundred percent sure that it will be done, but work has started to try yes. to do that. Yes. Right. Right. And then a small piece of news here. Um some uh some console news regarding uh Redfall. Mm-hmm. Uh it was originally supposed to be for a development for PS5 as well, so it's gonna be totally um multi-platform which is unlike uh death loop however of course with microsoft ac- acquisition uh they said here that uh we were acquired by microsoft and it was a change with a capital c they told ign uh they came in and said no ps5 we're focusing on xbox pc and game pass which makes sense since they just spend a bunch of money on acquiring them they want to bolster their first party lineup and so makes after it make sorry after a year of uh, in development which is probably still pretty early on um, they had to just totally shift and just abandon PS5 and just focus entirely on the PC side and the Xbox side. Now Gage can chime in with whatever. What is going on? Sorry. Um, <laughs> 
totally makes sense, but this is awful timing with everything going on with the uh, with the right. Activision stuff for that to come out. Because I was looking at, it, I was like, this is a new IP. This shouldn't affect that at all. But of course, some somebody just has to say that during all this. Like, great. Mm -hmm. Now we're gonna get an update where somebody from fucking Arcane is now testifying, and now it's a whole like, ah. Mine's like, see, just see, keep I that little that. tidbit to yourself. <laughs> keep that little tidbit to yourself, my guy. Come on. Although I do think that that time in Microsoft's life of Xbox is a little different because, like, they were acquiring Bethesda because they had no first parties, essentially. Like, but they needed more studios, and Bethesda was that avenue for that. And I think Activision is a different strategy for them. Although, yes, I think that that these comments may. Still come Optics back to bite wise, yes, yes, not not great. Absolutely. Phil woke up and was like, oh, "God damn it!" Well, <laughs> oh my, I, that's that's what I thought of immediately. Was Phil just be like, like again, probably not a huge issue, but just him going like, "Oh fuck's sakes!" Yeah. yeah. Love to see it. Anyway, all this to say, uh, I now put Redfall in my games calendar for 2023. Oh, so yeah. nice. I'll be checking very it out. Just very prestigious award. <laughs> Keurig. Hey, that means something when you make the list. Keurig says, uh, secretly, I want Microsoft to destroy PlayStation, but right now, I must be honest and have been playing my PS5 way more than my Series X. Hell yeah. Play Spider-Man with us. Swing yeah. around the city. Play oh, yeah. against each other when, you know, Peter becomes... <laughs> this game is not going to be co-op. I don't believe it. I know. I'm, I'm well, it's not sure. coming out. It's not coming out this year anyways, because Christian said that actors are useless and don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. They should all be fired. <laughs> oh, wow. Place them with AI. That's 90 minutes. Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube and Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your pods. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, me. Uh, Thank you, Gage. That's, me. that's Daniel. This has been PXN. We are out. Much love and keep on gaming. I go fast. Hey, take care of yourself. <laughs>